Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Zack Snyder's Justice League by each individual minute. My name is Mark, and you can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And my name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And today we're going to be talking about minute number 15 of Zack Snyder's Justice League, which is going to begin with the this new scene with Martha Kent at the uh, at the cemetery, at the, at the grave. And the minutes are going to end with Martha Kent leaving the Kent farm. So really just a, a, a Martha Kent minute we got here, which is, uh, it's really nice when you think about the pacing, um, whereas the, the beginning of the movie here started with the death of Superman, and then we get the next scene, which is Batman locating Aquaman. And then the next scene is us going back to talking about the death of Superman and keeping it like personal, not so much like the world without the Superman, you know, like how Dawn of Justice started with the introduction of the Superman. This one is more so just thinking of the death of Superman in terms of the people he was close to. So, yeah, um, it's really nice pacing for the movie. Um, I agree. I agree a lot. Uh, Martha Kent Minute, we're going to have to coin that. Um, that's going to be actually our follow-up project. And we're actually just going to paste together all of the Martha Kent scenes. I figured, um, I figured that was going to catch on to you. Martha <laughs> Kent Minute. Of course, they all do. Um, but clearly, yeah. our favorite Martha Kent Minute, though, is Nighttime Apples. I mean... Oh, because it's at night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we get another Martha Kent nighttime scene here. Yeah, that's. There was I, another one too in yeah. Batman versus Super or Dawn of Justice. Uh, yeah, he calls Martha at night, and then and then he goes back. He home also goes point. over there. So yeah, I, I think we made that joke back then. Well, she's still picking apples at that time. Yeah. Um, but what's really cool about this uh, minute here is, you know, the last movie ended with the death of Superman and the funeral afterwards, mm-hmm. um, and. Here we are there again real soon, and it's it's kind of nice when you watch the movie that way, watching Dawn of Justice and then immediately watching um, Justice League, that, you know, it picks up right then and there. You got the death of Superman, and then we're back here at where Clark is buried. Um, and it's really nice to come back here so soon and just kind of keep things fresh and um, keep things you know, kind of coherent and, and together as the two movies. I agree, and the first thought that comes into my mind is like you know obviously trying to compare things. What other movies uh, sequels would would do that? Do do that? Do do? Um, what other sequels do pick up where the first one left off? Um, I'm sure there's a lot of examples. The first one that I thought of was The Last Jedi. Mark, an amazing pickup from. Uh, What's the first one? Force Awakens. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I, I wasn't sure if you were saying The Last Jedi into The Rise of Skywalker or The Last uh, Jedi. No, I couldn't Couldn't even tell you how The Rise of Skywalker begins. Don't remember. Um, yeah, no. I. Oh, wait. Yes, I do remember. I think it starts with them on the island, doesn't it? No. Honda? No, that's still The sec- that's still Last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I'm over here thinking, like, which one... Uh, how does the rise Doesn't of matter. Skywalker begin? But no, yes, know. you're right. I don't the care. Last Jedi, but, uh, it starts... The Last Jedi, how it picks up, it's like a different tone movie. The, the movie is tonally different, but it's still the same location and like scenes pretty much. It's just like the continuation. It definitely feels like... 
I got it when I was reading Fellowship into the Two Towers, um, mm-hmm. just kind of ending one book and then immediately picking up the other one, and it's just like right there. It's like, oh, I'm literally where I left off reading, and it's kind of cool because it's a fresh book. The pages are still in the beginning. It's a different feel in my hand because I'm not, you know, at the end of the book and yada, yada, yada. So I kind of have this real, um, I don't know, good good home feeling when yes. it's picking up right now uh, back at this, back in Kansas at nighttime. We're just taking it all the way back to Man of Steel and I love it, um, but uh, kind of sad. Yeah, Very no. Very somber I- again, parts. It's a. It's probably the best keyword that you could use. Is uh, it feels like home because I, I feel like that's yes. the best way to start the story for any sequel or any any continuation of a story is, is to bring it back home. Let's start there. Let's show what the ordinary world is. If you want to go with like the twelve steps, it's like, what is the situation right now? Well, Superman died, and then now everyone's in mourning. But some people are right at work trying to do what's next, and that's what Batman is doing. Um, this is a continuation of his character. So we have the death of Superman, we have the redemption of Batman, and then now we come back to how it's affecting more personally, you know, the death of Superman and what's going on with um, Smallville. Mm-hmm. And um, it's really nice to come back here and, and see this area and be familiar with it um, because it's not just like he died and... You know, he's just buried here at this nameless cemetery. Because of Dawn of Justice, there's a there's a more vivid connection to this site where he's buried. You spent, you know, X amount of minutes here watch when you watch the movie with um with also the funeral for the Superman um over at Metropolis. And we spend time with Batman and Gal Gadot, Diana, I don't know why I called her by her actress name. Mm-hmm. Um Wonder Woman and you know there's there's so much that happens here where Clark is buried that by the time you come back for the next movie you feel a sense of connection to this place just like Martha Kent is before she leaves it for you know she doesn't know when she'll come back because she's sold the Kent farm and she she'll be moving um, closer into the town of Smallville I think is that's what she says she closer moves to closer, the diner. closer to the diner, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, um, this is supposed to f- feel like um, the only thing I could equate it to is um, maybe the the first Lord of the Rings movie, Fellowship of the Ring, where it's like you leave the Shire. Yes, we we know the Shire a lot more because of all the Lord of the Rings and Hobbits movies and books that we have gotten to know it a lot more. But if you're watching that movie for the first time, you're only spending like you know. X amount of minutes in the Shire before yeah. Frodo and Sam leave. And yeah. even by then you feel a sense of, okay, this is the ordinary world. This is, this is what it's like normally. And then now leaving it. So knowing that, that we have a connection to this place, it makes it, um, hurts a little bit more like in that you can relate to Martha Kent leaving the place without yeah, knowing especially, she'll come I mean, back. Leaving, leaving where her son is buried. I mean, yeah. Well, and, both and of her husband. Yeah. yeah. Both of them. Well, She's alone. Did we, did, really? we ever, did we ever talk about the? <laughs> oh boy, did we ever talk about the recovery process of Jonathan Kent's? I don't know tornado body. I don't know about that man. <laughs> I mean, that's tough, right? Could be an empty box in there. I mean, most that's people, heavy, Doc. Most people do empty boxes, right? 
not when you have a body. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> and you're going and you're doing the whole burial process. Usually there's a body in there. <laughs> I don't know what the process for that is. That's a I I just, I don't know. What do you, what happens when um you know, hey, call Helen Hunt cuz I think it ha- same thing happened to her dad in the movie Twister, huh? Yeah, the same thing did happen to her dad in the movie <laughs> Twister. It was the beginning. That's terrified a- me for many years. <laughs> that, that that whole scared the crap out of me. Let me tell you, living in Florida and the tornadoes would happen. Uh uh-uh. uh. Not to uh-uh. get too off topic, but um, Twister definitely is. I think one of the. To me, it's it's one of the best natural disaster movies. Like. Oh yeah, for sure. Like when I say best, I mean, it feels more real than most natural disaster mm-hmm. movies like there's something about how real it feels and i thought it was the time period like it was just made at a time where people were all into practical inf- effects and stuff so it feels really real yeah. um but i don't even know if maybe it's just the style that makes it so real like mm. it, as opposed to um at least most modern disaster yeah, modern ones. i was gonna say we could probably compare it to um Say like Dante's Peak, maybe volcano movie. Oh, or, volcano! Uh, what's the one that me and Mike like? Um, the one on the mountain, uh, nitroglycerin in the backpack. I have no, um, no idea oh what you're talking about. Oh my gosh, it's Vertical Limit. Oh, okay, man. Yeah, so like <laughs> those yeah. movies, and I remember liking them and thinking they were so cool as a kid, but they didn't scare me like Twister did. I mean that that movie is insane. Anyway, here we go again. Um, Mark, I gotta bring this up because I think we've been doing a disservice to the fans for many years. Yeah, what's going on? Do we know who the dog that plays Dusty is? Do we know the dog who plays Dusty? Uh huh. You get the Tarantino dog getting all the buzz. Where's the buzz for Dusty? Did you look this up? Huh? No, Are I didn't. You gonna look tell it me? Up. I'm asking. Do I no, gotta look it up? General, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I can. I can. I can talk more about Dusty if you'd like. Dusty got a great dog here. Probably someone, this dog from the set, maybe, I don't know. Or, hey, maybe the dog's an actor. I don't know. Why isn't Dusty in the ranks of Airbud? Why isn't Dusty in the ranks of Mr. Ed? Why isn't Dusty in the ranks of Lassie? These are the important questions we ask on DC Cinematic Minute. Are you are you asking me, like, Dusty... Mm. Why Dusty is the dog credited? (laughs) More iconic. No, the dog isn't credited. I'm looking right now. What the hell? I don't know who plays the dog. Okay. Um. All I know. Okay. We got a problem here. I mean, he's he's in the canon. We all know who. uh, Dusty's been with us for many years. (laughs) Wonder if it's the same dog. From what? From Man of Steel. Yeah. Um. I'm not sure about that one. I'm really not it. sure. I remember I there it. was Hank from um, when Clark was younger. At, yes, but then the Dusty accident. was older. Yeah, and then Hank got old. And then, no, Hank was the one at the tornado. That's the one they... Mm-hmm. And then uh, Dusty is this one. The only thing I know is that Superman had a dog named Rusty in Man of Steel issue one, 1986. Um, and then this one is named Dusty, so maybe that's a, a reference, just a slight name change. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But here we see, you know, Martha Kent move Dusty aside as she gets into uh, her truck. And I don't, I don't know if who, who plays the dog. I, I you, it's it, okay. You feel like that should be a thing that should be credited nowadays, right? Where's the dog's yeah. agent? You know, mm-hmm. we got to get the dog's name on the cards. How, what's the billing of the dog? Does Even the dog if it was paid? my dogs, I do it for my own vanity too. Be like, yeah, put my dog in the credits. Are you kidding? <laughs> Yeah, get my dog has to get in the credits. Uh, you yeah. gotta you gotta get the bumper sticker to put on your car. Say, hey, my my dog was in uh, mm-hmm. Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yep, the Ultimate Edition now streaming on HBO Max. It's a very yep. big bumper sticker, but yep, it also has a photo of the dog, so you know what the dog is. And then it, like next to it, it has a caption of you know the minute stamp of when the dog appears in the yeah uh, movie, so I mean, people know to go check out that dog. Check out this dog. I once saw someone driving. They had an Instagram for their dog and their cat on, as a bumper sticker, and I thought. I mean, that was, see, that's that's I mean, neat, though. They probably have a. If you're running, yeah. a, if you're running the page for the animal, you might as well sell it, right? Yeah. Yeah. You, you know might, how else yeah. are you gonna get the word out there? <laughs> you gotta let people know you manage your dog's Instagram. You you are your <laughs> dog's agent. My no. dog is the next keyboard cat or something. <laughs> I don't know who makes these bumper stickers. Um. If anyone does know the dog, let us know. We, yeah, we'll have him on out. the show. Let's have Dusty Let's on the show. Bring the dog in. Yeah. Can you imagine what kind of get that would be? That would be, that I think unironically, we'd break be, the internet. I think Tim Kardashian be, could never. I'd be very excited. What's it like filming with your dog on set? What's it like meeting Henry Cavill, and Martha Kent, <laughs> Diane Lane? What's it? You know, let us know what it's like to have a dog on a film. Must be pretty cool. Dogs on film. <laughs> uh, there is something I really like about Diane Lane getting, uh, you know, as Martha Kent getting into this truck. Um, mm-hmm. Normally when I watch this movie, I feel very much like, okay, we're in a period of mourning. It's very sad. Um, emotional loss. And when I'm watching this minute here, isolated, um, I can feel more that she's like angry, like aggravated. I get more sense of, um, I don't want to say like stubbornness for, you know, to, to leave the Kent farm and whatnot. Um, but thinking about what Lois says where, you know, she didn't tell anyone about this. She's a proud woman. She doesn't want to, you know, I'm sure she fought every which way to make sure she didn't leave this farm. Um, I can, I can kind of see that in her face and like her, you know, the nonverbal acting, she gets in the car and it kind of zeroes in on her and zooms in a little bit into the truck, uh, cabin here, but you can just tell that, you know, at first maybe you're thinking she's just, you know, moving a stick shift and whatnot, but it does look like she's annoyed too to start driving and get out of here like a little pissed off you know what i mean yeah it's kind of like the whole like all right we're done with it we're putting this whole town in a rear view but in a sad way but be sad about it we'll we'll oh man we're putting this whole town in my rear view yes there you go that's how you do it (laughs) um it's uh pretty upset i gotta tell you something she the way she fit everything out of that farmhouse into that tiny u-haul trailer and I mean, yes, she has the truck bed. You and I just moved. <laughs> she fit that whole house into that tiny trailer. 
Well, she kind of lost a lot of it uh, in the first movie. Okay, okay, I'll give that to you. But there's still like two stories in a basement, at least, you know? That's true. Um, I wonder what mm, Superman did with the ship. It got it got gone. No, it didn't. Feyre just ripped it open and just left. What do you mean? They used it for the Phantom Drive. They sent her to the that Phantom Zone. That is right. Zone. Oh my god! Wow, I can't <laughs> believe I forgot that. Huh? Main plot of the movie. <laughs> yeah, our 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 Lord and Savior Chris Melanie got taken away with it. Oh uh, yeah, and man, he's getting talked up on the internet today, huh? Yeah, isn't he? Um. I would think that my guess is, I mean, not all can go with you if you're downsizing. I you have to, like, you're not moving from one equal house to another. She has to. Yeah, I guess so. And she's, if I, she I was looks like say, she's I wish got I a lot. Because <laughs> I wish I would I have gone to the, uh, <laughs> the, Kent, the Kent Farm garage sale. <laughs> <laughs> the, the estate sale at Kent Farms. Man, why didn't we get the invite? Come on. Well, here's on the what radar. you can do. You can, uh, I don't know, call this number and try to buy the... Someone try to buy the Kent Farm. Yeah, that's call another. Should, we try to, should I try to call that number? Yeah, right there. Go for it. You want me to try to call it? All right. Yeah, you know, <clears> the <throat> Coman- Comanche Real- Realty. 551 Cold River Lane, Comanche, Seven. Kansas, 66531. All right, hang on. 785045. Repo? Okay. Oh my god, if I'm going to actually call a repo thing, R E P O 7376. Well, we couldn't get the dog on the show, but we got the real estate agency that sold the fake house. The number or code you have dialed is incorrect. They're at it again. They're at it again. Amazing. Amazing how they were able to find a number that wasn't used and still were able to get the word repo in it. <laughs> That's incredible. Uh, you know, it's pretty great. It's pretty great. <laughs> um, I was hoping that you would reach the an actual real estate so we could ask them what it's like to be in a Justice League movie. And, yeah. You know. Hello, you're live on the air. Hey, what's it like? What do they ask you to do? Is it God. just? Is it just made up? <laughs> is it all? Is it all just make them up? Is it just make believe? Um. Yeah, so um, real sad moment that uh, Kent Family Farm is uh, foreclosed, being foreclosed on. So uh, up for grabs, anybody can take it. Um, just not with that phone number. Just not with that phone number, so I don't know who you're going to have to call. But uh, when was the housing market crash? 2018? 2008? 2008? 18, Jesus. 2018. 2008. Jesus. Way off. Uh, no, Ten years. What is... um. What's nice about this minute, this little moment that we have in the film, is that it feels more cohesive to the story overall, and just like it feels like it's part of something now. And what, whereas in the um, original version of the movie, it was part of like a montage of how everyone was affected, but we don't, we've never gotten this scene here where Martha Kent drives off. We only got the part where she drives past the Kent farm and it says the foreclosure sign. We get that in the 2017 version, but it just seemed like one of those things like I didn't even notice it. Yeah. 
Like, I don't think it was even really mentioned in the other version until later when, you know, they're like, oh, we, we bought the bought the bank, basically. That's when I watched that movie. That was like the first time I understood like, oh, they've suffered so much and there's so much loss. Um, losing someone affects you in all kinds of ways. This movie gets right to it. This movie gets right into the this is what it's like to lose someone. This is what it's like to really mourn. It starts to affect you physically and mentally. And it just gets up in you and weighs you down. And this movie, like, does that. It, like, it really, like, hits home on you. Like, and, like, makes you feel very vulnerable. And I like that, that this movie gets right, uh, not gets right into it, but has stayed that way since the last movie. Like, that's the tone of the last one there's a little bit of redemption there because that's what batman represents but it keeps that tone of how the last movie ended and then transforms into a different ending which or a different tone which is the superheroes the justice league and what it means to to be heroes it transforms into that with this movie instead of just going like oh we're without superheroes but they're still superheroing it's like that doesn't make any sense. You know, I feel like when I would watch the 2000s, when I watched Singular, the 2017 Justice League, and I was watching um, the uh, montage of mourning, that's a good name, um, for Superman, you know, it kind of puts into the mind that uh, it's been a long time. And yeah. I wonder if that was also in the mind of whomever, because we had like Suicide Squad that already had a whole beginning part where it's been like, you know, here's a remembering of Superman. It's been forever since he's been gone. It's like, it's been like two weeks. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, at the very, I mean, at the latest three weeks, it's been a month. Yeah. Um, well, but at least this kind of makes it feel like it jumps right into it because it is still so fresh. It's six weeks, you know, and this is a mother that's mourning her son. Uh, she's probably in the anger phase. Yeah, absolutely. It it's still very um well, geez, I don't know. Uh you know, f- 4 weeks is what the the Batman Aqu- Aquaman scene uh started and 4 weeks or not, like it doesn't it feels like time has not passed at all. And yet like it, it's such a I just like really this movie makes me empathize with martha kent Mm -hmm. on such a like i understand what that's like i understand what it's like to like lose someone and then like you you move and it just all becomes a huge burden and this movie does a great job of making you feel that 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 energy that loss of energy really um it's really good i really love the shot not of the well it is one take but the next shot after she leaves the cemetery and then it has like that tall grass and it's focused on the grass and then the the truck passes through it and then it focuses. I love that, that, that feeling because, um, that kind of reminds me of man of steel, like the the cinematography of how beautiful, um, this town is. So it's kind of nice to like, nice in like a sad way in like a sorrow way to like, this is uh Oh, we're leaving. Yeah. We're leaving this very beautiful place. It's a sunrise, right? This is all dark right now, where she's leaving the cemetery. 
And as she's driving down the road, the sun's coming up. Oh. Like Is that dawn? true? Hey, <laughs> it has to be. Right? It has I mean, to be. Let's take a look here. Oh, yeah. This is definitely Dawn. Um, but I, that's all I had for this one, Nate. So I think we can wrap it up here, right? Um, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, because this is, that's, hey, good self-contained Martha Kent minute right yeah, here. 60 absolutely. seconds, Martha Kent. Just really good. Just a really good moment that I, I feel like pacing-wise, this is the right thing to do is just kind of show us, not not that we have to show Martha Kent like so soon, but more so to keep that momentum that is Superman is gone or Clark Kent is gone to be more accurate. You know, mm-hmm. keep that momentum that we ended the last film with and, and trans bring it back and bring it into this one and then transform off of that into, um, you know, the justice league. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up for today, but if you guys enjoyed everything you heard, you can find us on all social media at DC EU minutes and the Facebook group, the DC cinematic minute society listener society, or you could join us to talk about today's minute or any minutes that you guys are catching up on. And we'll catch you guys on Monday for minute number 16 of Zack Snyder's justice league.